Pets Are Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm afraid I have some bad news. You've been diagnosed with serious problems. A word of encouragement from the altar life with Brent <laughs> and Jeff. Thanks for being here, all you problemed people. Uh, strong bad knows. He knows all. Uh, no, we're just glad you're here. Glad to have another episode. Pus- spotlight on the Psalms and uh, another installment tonight, Psalm 37, talking about a topic that none of us like to talk about and like to actually go through, yeah. <laughs> which is waiting. I hate waiting, to quote the Princess Bride. Um <laughs> We just wait, waiting on the Lord. It's something that it's a discipline in our spiritual lives that we really just, you know, not, we wish we could take the correspondence course, um, but we can't. <laughs> we have to go through the process. So, Jeff, I'm excited. I am excited, too. The waiting is the hardest part is the topic of this title of this episode, Psalm 37. And there are plenty of psalms that we could pull from. Even Isaiah, about waiting on the Lord. Everything is, is right there for us. And... Uh, Waiting on the Lord, as Jeff said, it's everywhere in the Bible, you know, that wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, be still, wait, wait, rest, be still, rest, wait, wait, rest. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we must need to be told this. <laughs> we must not want to wait. He knows how impatient we are. He knows how we just want to run ahead. Yeah. Um, we just want to do, do, do. We don't want to wait. And um, so this is a thing that I think we all need to hear tonight. And wherever we're at, we're always wanting something we don't have. And we always want to be in a place that we're not uh, because we think the grass is always greener somehow. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, what does it mean to actually sit and trust and wait on the Lord tonight? Yeah, I mean, any of you that have kids, I, I experience this now with a two-and-a-half-year-old, and Brent, I'm sure you can attest. This is a perfect life picture. God deliberately gives us children to show us what he's doing for us. Because I, my son, he, he realizes that he has the energy of... 20 people and he needs to get it out so that means running everywhere he goes is running we'll be like out you know we went to uh, get ice cream the other night and we're on a main street and he just wants to like run like on the sidewalk run way ahead he wants to get as far ahead of us as he can and I'm yelling wait Jesse wait too far come back (laughs) you know he's just going you know because he's like I see something over there and I'm gonna go get it or whatever it is and I'm like just reading this I'm like oh my gosh God, this is me. <laughs> this is what I do all the time. You're like, wait, Jeff, wait. Jeff? Jeff. Wait, there's a car there. Wait. Sit too far, Jeff. <laughs> Come back, Jeffy Weffy. Come on. Jeffy Weffy. <laughs> and it's it's so funny because you see it in like its most purest sense. Most yeah. purest. That's that's good grammar. Yeah. But in the purest sense as you see it with a child and that's how dumb we are. No offense, Jesse, my son. You're not dumb. You're still learning. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, and so are we. So yeah. that's why this topic is very apropos, I guess is what they say. Um, so you'll want to you'll want to keep a lock right here. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Psalm 37. You know, he kicks it off by comparing to the evildoer, saying that they're going to soon be cut down like grass. So don't even try to go that path. But <laughs> verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. The act of dwelling. The act of just staying and abiding in Christ. And, um, you know, there's a whole thing, you know, Jesus talks about abiding in the vine and just abiding in him and resting in him and just being feeding on the faithfulness of the Lord and letting the Lord be the thing that satisfies you. 
you know that's such a thing that's i mean speaking right to me tonight like what is the thing you're chasing after and jesus in this psalm he's saying you know trust in the lord and dwell in the land that he gave you the things that he gave you dwell there and then feed on his faithfulness the provision that he's given you just feed it and feed on it you know enjoy it <laughs> he's given it to you already he's given you stuff already that you have enjoy it you know um and be content where you're at. Yeah, I feel like it helps us be patient and to wait because we see his faithfulness. You know, he has a track record, a proven track record. God, yep. he's been faithful. Why do we worry about the things that we see in front of us? Or why do we, like, get too eager for it when he's got it? He's like, I'll be faithful. Don't worry. You know, just line line yourself up. Plop yourself down. I got this. We left off in verse 4, Psalm 37. Delight yourself also in the Lord. This is like refrigerator material right here. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. I delight, Lord, in you, and I want a cheesesteak. <laughs> Come on, cheesesteak. You open the fridge, bam! This is like yes. this, this is like every singles life verse, isn't yeah. it? It's like, <laughs> I'll just delight myself in you, Lord, so you give me the mate that I want. Yeah. You, know, you give me that husband that I'm praying for. <laughs> the desire of my heart is a bombshell. And I don't mean a literal one. Because <laughs> I don't need that. That doesn't help me. Like, but yeah, I think we take this verse. It's one of those parts, like, we read this part, but then we miss the part that later that says, and wait patiently. <laughs> and you're like, what? Rest in the Lord and yeah. wait. <laughs> you're like, I don't need that part. I want the delight in yourself and you'll give me everything I want. Yeah. Actually, that's not what it says. You should give you the desires of your heart. And I'm thinking, well, the desires of my heart are not always the desires that you have for me. And I guess that's the point, right? At some point, he starts making the desires of your heart as you dwell in him and as you feed on his faithfulness, then you start your heart starts desiring him. Starts desiring things that he wants to provide. And then all of a sudden now you're receiving the things that you des- that you desire. And it's not selfish stuff, materialistic stuff or emotional stuff. It's the Lord's provision. And yeah, that's awesome. I feel like this could easily be worded backwards and it would be like bargaining with God, which I think that's deliberately like he will give you the desires of your heart if you delight yourself in him. You know, right. like that's like the way we think it's like, OK, I want this thing. So how do I get it? Right. <laughs> OK, I'll delight myself in the Lord. But no, it's delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart because he knows if you're delighting you're truly delighting yourself in the Lord. The desires of your heart are going to be the things that he wants you to have. Yep. It's not going to be, I really need this thing, so <laughs> I'm going to act a certain way so I can get it. You know, we, we learn that mentality just being humans because we were raised that way. It's like, okay, my mom said I couldn't have this because I did this. So if I don't do this, that means I can have it. <laughs> and you just start bargaining and figuring out a way to get what you want. And yep. it's ultimately a selfish thing. Scheming. Yeah, it's it's... But this chapter, it's all about, and it goes on in verse five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he shall bring it to pass. Don't start grabbing and running and this is my desire. I need it. Go, go get it for me, God. I, you promise. <laughs> well, I'm delighting in you. See, de- can't you tell by my attitude? I am delightful. <laughs> you owe this to me. <laughs> oh man. I've probably said those things in prayer. Yeah. Unfortunately. Too. This is the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for tuning in. If you've never tuned in before, we welcome you. Hopefully you tune back in. Check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Request some music, download yeah. some stuff, read blogs. There's lots of stuff there for you to Share do. Share us with your friends. That's right. Give them a little clue about the altar life. And send us an email. Sometimes we go 
long periods of time without them, and the waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> Gets it back to our topic tonight, Psalm 37. We are in the Psalm series, Spotlight on Psalms, and uh, we're jumping around. We're, we're finding some Psalms that are just really cool, really sweet, and um, have a lot of meat. Sweet meat. So <laughs> mm, I love meat. Yeah. Meat's good. good. It's I'm a carnivore. Good. <laughs> Yeah, so delighting yourself in the Lord, he'll give the desires of your heart. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You know, it's easy to wait. It's easier to wait when you're dwelling on him. That was Jeff Moore in the Distance, the in-betweens. That is the first time appearance by Jeff Moore in the Distance. And I like it because he spells his name like I, was I did. Say, you just picked that song because he spells his Moore name. of Jeff Moore. More of Jeff Moore, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's a great song. To find life in moments like these, slowing down—that's that's what we're talking about tonight. Being patient, and um, I just like that verse four a lot. Not because it says I'm going to get what I want. Five's got a lot of hope because fact of the matter is sometimes we do want things that we know the Lord's going to provide. He just hasn't yet. And you know, five is a, verse five is a good encouragement because he says, "Commit your way to the Lord and trust in Him. He will bring it to pass. He will. He will." That's a, you can just take it out of the bank. He will. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Oh, those two words together just makes me... Every human just goes, oh, wait patiently. I am probably the most important... No, everyone says this about themselves, but that's because we're all really impatient. But I am so impatient. I, I can't stand waiting. In fact, I can't stand it when like I'm watching TV and just waiting the two minutes for the commercials to be over. And the worst thing is when you like flip to the next channel of something else you're watching and that's also on the commercial. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't take it. I don't want to watch a minute of this commercial. Sometimes the TV channels, like they'll be playing the same commercial and they'll be off a couple seconds. Yeah. And then you just like kind of flip back and forth and you're like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> or it's even worse on the radio. You're yeah, like, oh, there's, no there's no music. Everything's a commercial. I, I think know. they do that on purpose. <sighs> Can't stand it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. but it, it's true. Like we've been raised in a culture that is the instant gratification culture. It's the drive-through mentality, and we've been trained on that. Even like the internet, you just go, you, you type in some stuff, and it comes up. You don't yep. have to wait. You don't have to grab a book. You don't have to go to the library and read and research. Unless you're still using dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, internet <laughs> humor. <laughs> It doesn't even read JavaScript. I mean, what's that about? No, I'm just uh, Mercy. <laughs> You're listening to Their Also Life with Brett and Jeff. All right, that was The Waiting since October. You get in the theme. There's a lot of wait songs in this show. So it's about waiting. You've been waiting since October. Jeez. <laughs> waiting since October. <laughs> That's actually like funny. That yeah. Good one, Jeff. All right, well, Thanks. anyway, <laughs> we've got a lot more music in store tonight. We're excited to be in Psalm 37, if you just joined, talking about waiting on the Lord, and that's the hardest part. Yeah, unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. What is it? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. What is our unbelievable segment for tonight, Brent? Is it about waiting? It has to be. There's no other thing. Waiting rooms. Waiting rooms. Oh, that doctor's offices. It's like a weird social predicament that you're in when you're in a waiting room with so other people. Awkward. It's I'm, worse than a library. Yeah, because a so library weird. you're expected to be there by yourself getting something done. Yeah. <laughs> waiting, you're not getting anything done. You're just biding time together. 
with somebody <laughs> that you don't know who you won't talk to really because that would just be weird because you don't really ever see them again probably so what's the point in getting to know them <laughs> it's like a library that all they have is out of date material yeah <laughs> out of notice, date current material people don't quote unquote. especially want to overcompensate for not getting a conversation with you that they're so interested in their magazine like this old magazine they're like glued to it turning it reading every page <laughs> Plastic surgery nightmares. Oh man, I've been waiting for this. I didn't get my copy this month. <laughs> you know, Heidi Montag in the Hills. Who cares? And I love when you—it's like January and you're reading about pre pre preseason predictions of the NFL, and you already know who's in the Super Bowl because <laughs> they just haven't <laughs> weeded through those things properly. And it's always torturous because there's not there's never enough. For, for a guy to read there really isn't no you're right there's like a sports illustrated but it's always about like soccer or lacrosse I'm like <laughs> who reads this like i want like football baseball i know period. that's all i want period and <laughs> it's next to like home and garden home and garden right <laughs> style magazine yeah and uh and for the kids highlights when <laughs> and I was a kid, you know, you pick oh sweet highlights. You open it up, and all the activities and things are already done. Yeah, because the guy, kid who was there before you, did it all. It's just torturous. Yeah, Goofus and Gallant. That's classic. Oh, that is good. We gotta bring out some Goofus. And, and there's always that toy with the beads on the wire that you have to pass through. You know, to the other side. <laughs> you know, my son about. has one of those. Those are great. They're great, but they're always in waiting rooms. Yeah, because there's How nothing better to do than move a bead along a wire <laughs> for being a doctor's office and supposed to be sterile i bet those toys are the most unsterile oh, things in the world agreed we're talking about slowing things down waiting on the lord resting in him and we left off in verse seven which is rest in the lord and wait patiently for him and brent was talking about how wait patiently are two words that you do not want to see together especially <laughs> in this generation that we're in when it's like i've waited for this for 30 seconds where is it I mean, even the restaurants that we go to, they have like a 60-second guarantee where you'll have like food in 60 seconds. That's just not natural. It's really no. not. <laughs> That's like, to quote a Brian Regan stand-up thing, is like having microwave directions on a Pop-Tart. <laughs> And it's only three seconds that you microwave it. Like, that's just too fast. That's that's the culture we're in. That's a pretty funny stand-up act. You should check it out. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that kind of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just, like, ridiculous. That's the world we live in. And when we see wait patiently, we're like, huh? Uh, what? Don't I don't understand. Do that. That's torture. And God is not about torturing our souls. That's not what his motivation is. He just wants the best for us. And uh, waiting <laughs> is torturous for us as humans. But... God would prefer not to... <laughs> he's not trying to torture us. That's not his goal. It's like, you know what? I know they want that, but, you know, I'm going to make them sweat it out a little. <laughs> that's... Because that's how we would... That's how we would think as humans, right? But God is... His per, timing's perfect. And, you know, he doesn't want our lives to be all about those things. You know, those things are blessings. He loves blessing his kids. But he wants us to be focused and consumed with him. And... Um, to dwell on him and the faithfulness that he's given us and to wait on him. See, we're not waiting for these things to come about. I mean, that's God's not as concerned about the things in our lives. He wants us to wait on him. And so that when we, we have him at the end of the day, not just the stuff, you know, we had an episode before, you know, is it... <laughs> It's not. Is it just the stuff that we're looking for, or is it is it Him that we really are looking for? And that's the, that's what it's all about. It's we're waiting for the Lord. Wait on the Lord for Him, for His faithfulness, not on us. And I guess that's the the point of the night tonight. Yeah, I mean, 
Brent talk, talked about it earlier, and I think it's a valid point that singles love this verse about getting the desire of your heart and, oh, I'm just waiting for that perfect person and all that stuff, which is totally fine. Like, wait, don't go and get that person because they're pro- if they're perfect, you'll ruin them. <laughs> um, just like the whole thing people say, if you find the perfect church, leave because you'll probably ruin it. It's the same with people. If you find someone that's too good to be true, they probably are. <laughs> and uh, there's no problem in waiting for God to bring that person into your life. You know, they often say, people often say, you know, God put Adam into a deep sleep before he brought him his wife. So guys, <laughs> close those eyes. You're, God will bring the woman to you. But, um, you know, it's no laughing matter when we think about this because it can be very dangerous to go and grab something that is premature, I guess, or, or to, to take steps towards something that God does have for you, but you're you're jumping the gun a little bit or you're there's a disconnect there and you're you're running free. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, God does have us on a leash, and it's a short leash for a reason in a lot of good ways, I think. Not like when I sometimes I wish, wish I had one of those leashes for my son <laughs> that they have. That's, yeah, just, right. that's just sad. <laughs> you see a kid that. with that, and you're like, oh, man. I don't approve of that. <laughs> Ultra Life does not approve of leashes for kids. <laughs> you know, step, verse 23, skipping ahead a little bit, it says, The steps of a good man... Like Jeff was saying, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You know, and so often when we try to run ahead of where the Lord is, they're not in order. And so what happens is, um, you know, we fall. It says, though he fall, we, we, though he fall, he should not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand because the Lord always protects the ordered steps. You know, it's like we can run out and then we can screw up and fall. And God's like, man, I really wish you would have waited because I've got this all laid out for you and it's going to be awesome. And at the end of the day, you're going to look at me and go, God, you're so awesome for blessing me with all these things. Um, and that's the attitude of our heart that he, wish, that he wants us to have. Yeah. I mean, it, it ties very well in with our topic last week. Show me the way. Because he says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, capital H, God, delights in his way, the lowercase. When we wait and we follow the steps that God's laid, laid out for us, God, he's happy. He's looking down at us with pleasure. Just keeping rolling in this chapter. It's just, we're just eating it up. Verse 25, I have been young, David, man, I have been young and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. For he is ever merciful and lands and his ascendants are blessed. Isn't that amazing? He's like, I'm, I was young, observing things. I'm old now. And I've never seen a righteous man begging for bread. God has always provided for the righteous man. That is like awesome. <laughs> what yeah. an awesome encouragement. Because so often we think God's going to forget about us. Like, yeah. you know, God, what, you know, if I, if I don't figure this out, then, you know, I'm going to be hungry and you're, you know, I'm just going to die because you're not going to provide all the things that I need. And, Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. David's saying, I've never seen the righteous begging for food. You know? It's awesome. The provision yeah. of the Lord. I just think it it ties so well in that about the faithfulness, about feeding on it, and just looking at it, and it, about the desires of our hearts. You know, he says, the righteous, those that are God's chosen, and those that are living according to God's way, their desires are never going to go unmet. You know, when it comes to like, I will, you know, I shall not want. There's never going to be a time. There may be some time in the human realm, you know, of we have to wait a few years or we have to wait some time. But in God's eyes, it's like that desire has been met. doesn't matter how long it took. God does not put desires in our heart to leave them unsatisfied. 
And that's what he says. He's like, I'm, I was young, I'm old, and I've always seen, you know, to flip it in the positive, right? It says, I have not seen the righteous. Basically, I have always seen the righteous taken care of. And they've always been satisfied with what God has promised them. And it's just, what an encouragement. And that's the faithfulness. David says, God has a proven track record to always provide for those that are righteous, those that walk in his way. He will give them the desire of his heart. And that is the faithfulness. When we when we don't know what's coming and it's like that ever, we, we feel like we're just sitting in this state and we have to wait because it's like this thing that's out in front of us. That's when we look back on his faithfulness. We say, there's never been a time where my desires have gone unmet by God yep. when it's been a true desire of God. So now that I don't know and I'm waiting for this thing, I can feed on that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. To to wrap it up for the night, verse thirty four says, "Wait on the Lord and keep His way, and He shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it." And and then down further it says, "But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them, deliver them, and He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him." There is so much favor that the Lord has for us. I mean, we're His kids. And uh, he wants the best for us, and he's going to exalt us to inherit the land. All that, and that to to them, the Israelites, that was like the promise that he had, the covenant that he had with them. Like you will inherit all the things that I've that I promised to you. And yeah, you're wandering the wilderness now, or you haven't gotten there, or whatever. Look, look at all the things that you've done, Lord, to bless us, the Israelites, to bless us, the land that you promised. That happened, and um, he's saying, look at that. And it's the same with us in our lives. You know, he's given us things. And he's putting things in our hearts and given us desires for things that are going to bless him in the future. And we just need to count him, count on him to come through because he's promised to. And that's the awesome encouragement for the night. Yeah, and we can get discouraged. And if you read the entire, we skipped around, but you read the entire chapter and the context, it deals a lot with the wicked getting what they want immediately all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why do the wicked get this? And nothing happens to them. And anybody who says they've never felt that way is lying. Because you look, it's like, all right, this guy, he doesn't follow God. He wants bad things. He gets them and nothing happens to him. And he's, and he's just happy. And God's saying, you know what? They're going to see their end. That's when he's talking about the wicked are going to be cut off. You're going to witness it. But you, you waited. You're going to get the desire of your heart. And it's going to be so worth the wait. And you know, it, it's applicable in anything. When you wait for something and you finally receive it, it's so much more satisfying than that instant gratification. It really is. Yeah. And, and it's uh, not all about you when you get it. It's all about the Lord giving it to you and then you want you just want to worship him. Yeah. So. His provision, not ours. Anyway, until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ.